BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Marucci. The Pips, the players, the hustlers, the people at Boston, and everybody else in between throwing it down the Monday night meltdown. Has it begun? We got a full house here this evening. Keith Smith's going to step up and then we'll talk NBA playoff basketball with Keith. George Kurtz kicks it with us. We'll talk NHL hockey, Major League Baseball, maybe a little NFL draft talk with uh, Kurtz. Rick Saratella will definitely talk about the NFL draft. NFL draft Bibles. Rick Saratella throws it down with us as well. This is the calm before the storm. The NBA play-in tournament set to begin in less than 24 hours of time. A lot of uh, talk in the association right now is about the fallout from Frank Vogel and the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll get into that as the Los Angeles Lakers are coming at uh, Nick Nurse. They were also uh, evidently looking at uh, Quinn Snyder as well in uh, Utah. And there's a lot of uh, bad takes and delusional delusional people in the basketball world uh, right now. Uh, but let's talk about the teams you're going to be playing. So we're going to break that down with Keith. And uh, we'll break it down throughout the evening. We'll get you caught up to date with all the latest uh, point spreads. Major League Baseball. Uh, baseball, big game uh, tonight in the American League East uh, between the Toronto Blue Jays and the New York Yankees. Toronto Blue Jays sending a message that they can win baseball games when they don't uh, just score a million runs. Uh, they get it done this evening. They shut down the Bronx Bombers at... Listen, man, the Blue Jays have had a lot of success in the Bronx. They've now won nine of their last 11 baseball games in New York against the Yankees. They're there for another three. And all you really do, baseball teams and managers, it's a lot like gambling. Listen, if you win two or three all the time, you're doing pretty good. And it sounds easier said than done. Right, you win two or three, you win three or four, you split a series, you win a series, you win a series. Basically, it's all about winning a series and then moving on to the next series. So the Jays get off to a good start. And uh, we've said this before, and we're going to say it again. Uh, these games count as much uh, right now in April as they do in September. All right, they count the same in the standings. And listen, if you're a team that's been there and has done that before, 
there's no panic early in the season. But if your team, like the Toronto Blue Jays, are trying to set the you know trying to set the um, set the table and set the tempo for the rest of the year, and there's a lot of hype about you, you want to live up uh, to the hype. Otherwise, the pressure starts to build like it does on all athletes in Philadelphia. And I got to tell you, pretty much everything that I say, everything that I say, sort of happens after the fact. We're talking about the Toronto Raptors and the Philadelphia 76ers. I said, well, who's under more pressure? And my exact uh, comments last night were, who's under more pressure? Who's more support? Uh, who's more supportive? The fan base, right? The media, the fan base. And there's a hell of a lot more pressure on the Philadelphia 76ers. And we'll get into this. Doc Rivers is getting it into it with the media already. And they, I mean, we haven't even played a game yet. He's basically telling the media, I don't know, why don't, you know, why don't you tell me what to do? You guys know everything. And I'm thinking, whoa, whoa, it's it's this it's this hostile. <laughs> it's this hostile and we haven't even started yet. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Marenzi. The Prince, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. Are we having fun yet? It's the calm before the storm. The NBA playoffs are set to begin the play-in tournament. But everybody's talking about the Los Angeles Lakers uh, right now. The Lakers looking at Nick Nurse. Yeah, good for them, as I've stated for years. I've been looking at Shakira for 10, 15 years right now, and I'm still not with her. So you can look at a lot of things. I've looked at Rolexes before. I don't own one. All right, I've looked at Lamborghinis before. I don't own one. There's a lot of things that I've looked at that I haven't gotten. And we'll add Nick Nurse to um, to that category for the Los Angeles uh, Lakers. Uh, but the countdown is on for the teams that are actually still playing uh, right now. Although we will talk a little uh, Laker basketball uh, this evening. And they are rightfully so getting shredded uh, for the way that they've handled this Frank Vogel uh, situation. And I don't know why they think that people are going to be lining up to take this job. And I don't really like any smart Laker fan. And I know that the Laker fan is a pretty smart fan base. Like what coach can coach this team? And I, I know there's a report. Oh, well, yeah, the Lakers are looking at Nick Nurse. But Nick Nurse has two more years left on his contract. So the Raptors would have to agree to let Nick Nurse go. And then... And then there would have to be a trade. I've got a great idea for for the Lakers. How about this? How about Nick Nurse and you trade Russell Westbrook for for Nick Nurse and the Raptors throw in Scotty Barnes? Is that? I think that's that. You know, I don't know. Maybe they should throw in Siakam as well. Maybe Van Fleet. Make it fair. Uh, make it fair. Right? I don't know. Isn't Horton Tucker the next Michael Jordan? Is what we heard for the last couple of years here. Uh, you know, the trade, caught, well, the, the Raptors would be compensated. Compensated uh, with what? Like, seriously, compensated with what? Like, what could, you know, you, what, what could, like, anything be compensated for? Like, and what coach? Pat Riley couldn't coach this team. Pat Riley. But it's not LeBron's fault. Asked, LeBron asked about the, uh, the roster and moves that need to be made. He says, I have nothing to do with that. I have no, uh, no input on roster moves. None whatsoever. Right, we got a lot of stuff to get to. Rage. Point spreads, picks, props, and everything else in between. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. Bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Whoa, yeah! It's a late night anger match for Christ. This is Sports Rage. San Diego leads San Francisco 3 2. Uh, right now, in the bottom of the seventh inning at Oracle uh, in the Bay. Beautiful ballpark. Unfortunately, it's filled with jackass clowns behind home plate. And I'm getting bad flashbacks uh, right now from last year in the playoffs. I don't know what it is. I'm a big fan of the city of San Francisco, even though I'm a Dodger fan. I still, uh, I'm a big fan of the city of San Francisco still. But there's something I don't know what it is about people that sit behind home plate and have a propensity and a need to wave at the camera. Like, like you know, what I mean, if you do it once, that's one too many times. But like constantly, I think you should be ejected from the ballpark, or at the very least, I even better yet. I would tell these people, listen, you can stay in wave, but we're removing the netting from in front of you. So if a foul ball comes back here and you get your head split open, yeah, it, you know what I mean? Hopefully you're not waving at the time. Like, it's just, it's super annoying. Like, you know, like, like really, act like you've been there before. Nobody cares, all right? Nobody cares. Like, there's these two clowns that keep, like, waving at the camera every two seconds, man. And the camera's got to cut away. What are you, a 12-year-old at Monday Night Raw? I don't know, with, with, with your sign? Like, if I was security, I'd be like, you know, that, that'd be like the, you know, the, the number one thing. I don't care about your language. <laughs> like, well, what about the children? Well, whatever. Your, your kid's at a, at a baseball stadium at 9 o'clock at night. You know what I mean? Whatever. I don't, I'm not a, you know what I mean? I didn't, as long as it's not, like, super abusive towards the players. But that's my deal. That's like my number one thing. I, I saw the story. I heard the story the other day. Somebody, uh, was it uh, a man was arrested for pleasuring himself on an airplane? Man arrested, but I guess he, he was doing it like the whole time. He was, he was, you know, he was doing it the whole time on the flight, I guess. And I think it's... Uh, I think it's like a federal offense. And I was wondering about that. I'm like, it's offensive, but is it really a federal offense? <laughs> it's offensive. Yeah. Be like, oh, come on. 
Oh, come on. Like, I almost rather have that dude behind home plate than, like, these people waving. <laughs> like, like, I'm telling you, like, it just, it burns me. Like, it's just like, it's like, God, I want to see these people get hit with a foul ball somehow. Like, you know, I've never snitched on anybody before for anything. But I know at these, at these stadiums, you know what I mean? They've got, like, the snitch hotline and stuff, right? The text, so you know what I mean? So you, you can't, so the mob will beat you up for being, like, a snitch. Um, I would definitely snitch people out. I'd be like, hey, these jackasses behind home plate are embarrassing the city of San Francisco right now. If you remember last year, too, there was some dude with his girlfriend there. I don't know if it was his girlfriend, if, you know, uh, he paid for the company. Uh, but he was like the, the, the king of all jackasses. And it's they, they moved him. It was so bad, like security actually moved him. But then he still was like popping his big fat head in the screen somehow. Like, it's to the point where, like, seriously, I want, like, a tinted window, like a limo, so I don't have to see these people. Like, if I was a player, I would actually, like, throw a pitch at them just to waste a pitch to scare the hell out of them. I feel zero sympathy for these people. It's like people look like, so I noticed this the other day. Um, it was at a Raptor game, actually, the other night. And I'm a diehard Raptor fan, but I miss the days when there used to be real Raptor fans in the building as opposed to, you know... Uh, future Maxim cover girl model wannabes. And, like, the Raptor games, it's just, like, all courtside. It's just, like, nothing but people, like, staring at their cell phones and taking selfies and the whole time. And I'm just thinking, you know, one of you is going to get hit in the face with a basketball. <laughs> like, these, these passes come in pretty hot. All right, just to let you know. And if you recall, it happened last year. Uh, a lady got tagged pretty good. She wasn't paying attention at a basketball game. Baseball, you'll get killed if you're not paying attention. Like, you sit above the dugout or something. There's certain spots. You'll get, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not good. But I'll move on from this. I just really hate people that wave into the camera. Listen, if you want to do it once, hey, you know what I mean? And, you know, have a cool arrival. Sort of sit down and go, what's up, everybody? I'm here. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I don't have a problem with making an entrance. Making an entrance is fine. But once you once your ass is sat down, like I, like I said, make a grand entrance walking down. Let it be known, hey, you know what I mean? You can see, hey, look, I'm sitting down in my in my hot seat uh, with, with my hot girlfriend. But once you sit down, if you wave once, you're gone. You're gone. I'll kick you out of the stadium. You're done. One wave. <laughs> you get one wave, buddy. You do it again, I swear. You do it two times, you're done. You're done. I wouldn't even kick him out. I'll just put him in the last row, like above. So, like, he'll never be on TV again. Now, this isn't annoying. This is all right. No, 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 no. Great catch. Great catch. Just because it is a thing right now. Just because your fans are so annoying behind home plate, I don't want San Francisco to win this game. And it was just a great catch. Great, a lot of great defensive plays in this game right now. Yeah, so evidently, um, evidently, as I stated, don't, uh, don't pleasure yourself on a plane. It is, I think it's a federal offense. So it's one of those deals, come on, is this a federal offense? Yes. Yes, yes. It actually, uh, I guess it is. I think basically anything's a federal offense on a plane.
You know what's more impressive about this? The fact that the guy was 76 years old. Except, I don't want to uh, stay on this subject for too, too long. It seems like it's an epidemic, actually. There's like, there's multiple stories. 76-year-old man exposes himself and pleasures himself besides woman on flight to Boston. Here's another dude that was going to Phoenix. Yeah, this guy. So there was a guy, he must have got the idea from the other guy. Like, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> so this other guy did it four times. He did it four times, federal uh, federal charge. Now, the 76-year-old, I guess he figured, hey, I'm 76. I don't really care, but as, as crude and dis as disgusting as these people are, I find them less annoying, <laughs> less annoying than people that wave into the camera sitting behind home plate. I stand by that take. It's one of, actually one of the disturbing things of the New York subway system, actually. No other city really has that. It's sort of common. <laughs> it's kind of common, like on the New York City subway. You just sort of got to like, oh, God, you know what I mean? You go to the other side of the train type thing. Man, people are getting pretty crazy on planes. All right, so speaking of crazy, Philadelphia will make you crazy, and I like it. I want to get into Doc Rivers' meltdown, but uh, here's this uh, the dude on the Philadelphia Phillies tonight, Alec Baum. Alec Baum had like, uh, he, he kept like, he had like three airs, all right? So he had, a, he had a bunch of airs in the game, and there's a reason why smart baseball players, that's another thing I find annoying. I hate when NBA players after the game, when they all cover their mouth and stuff with towels when they talk to each other, but I understand why they do it, because people are good at reading lips. And so the dude on the Phillies tonight uh, told one of his teammates, looked over at him when he was getting booed, and he said, I effing hate this place. Though His look on his face, he goes, I effing hate this place. And what did I talk about last night on the show? This is why the Raptors are going to beat the Sixers as well. The Philadelphia, air quote, fans, they're going to turn on everybody. Doc Rivers is already ready to punch someone in the face, too. I love it. Pressure's on, Doc. Pressure's on. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. This lady says I'm an artist. You're an artist? Your husband's work is what we call outsider art. It could be by a mental patient or a hillbilly or a chimpanzee. I am the chimpanzee. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. It's the Monday Night Meltdown. All right, we're all fired up. It's the calm before the storm, man. And to, once it starts tomorrow, there's no turning back. All right, we've got two NBA games tomorrow, two NBA games on um, on Wednesday. And... Um, and basically, we're, we're locked and loaded. Although, another thing I wanted to get to, another thing I wanted to get to was, um, when the hell are they going to announce, like, the schedule for this stuff? It's like, well, well, we'll announce it as the play-in uh, plays out. Why? Why not just say, well, this game, the play-in winner will play this team then? Like, seriously. Like, you, know, you announce one game of a series? I've never seen this before. I've never seen a league do this before. Uh, yeah, I, like honestly, like I get it. Like, okay, you know what I mean. This is the first game last night and stuff. But in the morning, we'll have a schedule for everybody. People have to travel, right? I'm trying to make plans. I want to see some of these games. When, when are you going to announce this? What on? You know, so what? You're going to say you're going to tell people on on Saturday? Oh yeah, so uh, game two. So have you, have you already told the teams, or you just make it up as you go? Like, why is it so difficult to make a schedule in the NBA? Your schedule sucks in the regular season. You rip fans off all the time, right? Like, and then Silver comes out, and I like Adam Silver, but, bro, you come out and say, oh, well, it's, it's, it's unacceptable. Well, how about you stop making, like, them play five games in eight days and stuff? It's stupid, right? The, the, the schedule blows, and now we're in the playoffs, and you can't even put a schedule together. How hard is this? I, and, you know, go back to the, that couple in Vermont. They used to do the schedules for everything. It's like baseball. Like, the baseball schedule is all stupid now, too. And uh, it's because it's like a computer algorithm or whatever. There used to be a couple in Vermont that did it. I think it was Bob. Bob and his girlfriend. Where is Bob in Vermont anyways? There's 3-2 in his baseball game. We've got the under 8.5 here. We've got the under 8.5 in the San Diego game. And the Halos. uh, Halos uh, took on the Marlins uh, this evening. And uh, we were on. The Angels tonight. I think it's listen. It's it's never too. Um, it's never too. Never too early to do a little mini market watch. I think we'll step up a little mini market watch a little bit later on. The market watch is you will basically see baseball with you know what I mean. That's the one thing with baseball, right? Yeah, you can talk about run lines, but when you're talking about just money lines, the 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 the, the numbers speak for themselves. The numbers speak for themselves. And there's already a couple of teams that are putting serious money in, in, in their backers' pockets. And there's a couple of teams that are costing uh, the ba- their backers' money. But uh, we gave you two picks on the way out of game-time decisions tonight. The Angels thought it was a short price. And I love that when people said to me, everyone said on game-time decisions to me, oh, well, Mike Trout's out. Yeah, and? <laughs> and? Like, telling me that Mike Trout is out for the Angels is like me telling you, hey, I'm going to see Megadeth and Slayer play. You know it's going to be loud. Yeah, I know it's going to be loud. Thanks, jackass. When is Mike Trout not out for the Angels? 
like, what, what is Mike Trout not out? Like, oh, well, they're, you know what? He's played like 800 games in a row, Mike Trout. They're not going to be used to playing without him. Like, come on, man. We're four games in. What was this? What was the reasoning tonight? Was it food poisoning or he had a stomach ache or something? A stomach ache. Little Mikey had a stomach ache. Hey, take some Flintstones vitamins and suck it up. I'm tired of hearing about this guy being the greatest this and the greatest that. Yeah, whatever, man. I, you know what? I'm the greatest boxer ever. I'm the, I'm the best boxer in the world. Look at my war. I'm undefeated. I don't box. I, you know what? I'm not healthy. My stomach hurts. I drank too many White Claws. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, to be the best, you actually, it's like John Jones. Mike Trout is John Jones without the uh, the coke and without beating people up and everything else. <laughs> Bad analogy. <laughs> no, and actually, they they are the same in a sense. It's like John Jones. You're not the greatest. You could have been the greatest. You would have been the greatest, right? Like yeah, if you if you want to say who's the best UFC fighter of all time, John Jones. John Jones. Right? It's like yeah, John Jones, the best fighter of all time. Right? He never lost. Right? The Matt Hamill thing, no, that wasn't a loss. Right? So you never, you, know, you, you didn't lose. But the thing is, you can't call someone the greatest that doesn't fight enough. He's, you know what I mean? He's protected it. Like John Jones has like a no hitter that went seven innings only. Do you want to count it? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Let's go. Let's see you fight more. Like if you fight once every three years, of course you're going to be refreshed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The old guys used to fight every three, four months. Boom, 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 boom. Anyways, all this to say, I'm glad the Angels won tonight. Somehow I turned uh, my my winning bet into a little rage. Um, but I, you know, I'm just you know, the war. Oh, the war, the war, whatever, man. War, what is it good for? I think uh, I feel the same way about real war as uh, I do the baseball war. I see that like Aaron Judge has this great war. I don't know, what have the Yankees ever done? Oh, it's a, it's a team sport, this and that. It's funny how guys that are hurt all the time have these great wars. I'm serious, too. Look at who's the best war in the league? Mike Trout. Who's the second best war in the league the last like three, four years? Buxton. Guy's always hurt as well. Uh, Aaron Judge is like third or fourth. Hurt all the time. Yeah, but, oh, but they're so critical and they're so important. And obviously, listen, Mike Trout's an amazing baseball player, but I've been on top of this for years because he's been hurt. He's always hurt, this guy. So, you know, I've gone over the numbers. Like I said, it's not a new new take for me, right? I've, I've been doing this take for five years or seven years or whatever the hell, 10 years. How long has this guy been around? <laughs> like, like since day ever, it's, if you look at the record of the Angels with Mike Trout and you look at the record with the Angels without Mike Trout, it's the exact same. Like, there's really, he has a minimal impact, to be honest. Which is kind of weird. I don't know. There's some guys that are just like that. Right? There's some guys that are just like that. And I'm not calling them out. Like, Connor McDavid is like that to me. Like, Connor McDavid, you watch him play, you're like, damn, this guy's good. You're like, wow. It's like, yeah, man, this guy's good. It's like, well, how come he never wins anything? And it's like, well, it's because of his goalie. Well, you know, 
A lot of guys, like Sidney Crosby, didn't always have great people around him. Tom Brady didn't have great people. Like, the great ones win. You know what I'm saying? Wayne Gretzky, right? You know what I mean? Like, they want Wayne Gretzky did have great ones around him, actually. Bad, it's a bad analogy. You got Mark Massier and uh, Yari Curry and company. You, you, were, you were doing pretty good. But actually, you know what? My uncle was on that team, and he he, he wasn't great, all right? So, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I get it. Baseball, you know, you can't attack a player, a great baseball player. But at the same point in time, there's something to be said. I've always thought this. So, I, you know, long story, you know, long story short here, I didn't care that Mike Trout was out tonight. All right? To me, I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. The Angels, it's a short price. The Marlins blow. All right, that's the one thing with baseball. It won't always work out for you on a daily basis, but go with the flow and just don't overthink things. Like, I just sort of go with what I think is logical. And to me, it was just sort of logical. It was like, listen, man, I'm laying minus 120. Ooh, but Trout is out. All right. You know, okay. He's out. Good. I'm aware. And this game, too, man, San Diego can pitch, man. You know, we all sort of knew coming into the year San Diego can pitch. Uh, San Francisco are grinders as well. I thought this game uh, would be an under. I tell you what, though, it's been, it's been a fun start to baseball. Uh, there's been a lot of crazy, like, just sort of weird things have happened already. Uh, today, a position player actually uh, pitched. It was a route. So, um, Tampa were losing 9-1. They're getting drilled by Oakland. Kevin Cash doesn't want to, you know, didn't want to waste his bullpen. So he sent outfielder uh, Brett Phillips to pitch the eighth. Uh, the eighth. <laughs> uh, the uh, the eighth inning. But uh, then, you know, he gave up a home run, but then things got a little bit worse. He threw a 43-mile-an-hour pitch. He got smoked. He gave up a grand slam. And uh, he was smiling and laughing about it and stuff. And I got to say... I saw that, too. And I got to be honest. I saw the highlight, and I didn't realize. I didn't know it was a position player. Like, I had the sound down. So, I sort of saw the highlight, and I actually thought to myself. I was like, man. I was like, man, times have really changed, man. This guy just gave up a grand slam, and he's smiling. Right? <laughs> it's actually crossed my mind. I was thinking, I don't know what the hell you're smiling about, buddy. You guys are getting killed here, all right? You just gave up a grand slam. I don't know what you're smiling about. And, oh, because he's a position player. But I got to tell you what, I still wouldn't be smiling. I still wouldn't be smiling. If I'm an outfielder and you call me in and I give up a bunch of home runs and I give up a grand slam, I'm not going to start laughing about it after. I'm going to do what every other pitcher would do. I'm hitting somebody. I'm pl- you know, I'm plunking someone. <laughs> you know I mean? That'll be funny. Then I'd joke about that. I wouldn't hit him hard. I'd have some fun with that. I'd sort of soft plunk someone like 50 miles an hour. Say, oh, come on, man. Hey, come on, man. And, uh, speaking of which, you see the guy in the A's today. The guy stuck his ass out. And like a big, like he twerked his way to uh, hit by pitch. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Monday Night Meltdown. This is Sports I am Moretzi. We're breaking it down. Sirius XM Channel 159. I'm out of your 1090 ESPN Radio. The 50,000 watt juggernaut. The loudest station in the nation. Countdown to the NBA playoffs officially has begun. Let's bring in a man we've been talking NBA basketball with all season long. Keith Smith steps up and in at the Celtics blog at front office show at the spot rack. Always a pleasure, Keith. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. So, uh, Keith, the countdown is on right now. And as you and I discussed when we were talking about the seeding in the Eastern Conference, uh, pretty much, you know, it played out uh, the way that you and I thought it would. Higher wasn't necessarily better. The Boston Celtics end up getting the, the second seed and could potentially end up getting the Brooklyn Nets when it's all said and done. But at the same point in time, if, if any professional athlete or any team is worried about who they're going to play they've already been defeated so I don't think I think it's more fodder for people like you or me uh, than it is you know for the Celtic players but nevertheless let's just be real I mean the Nets is a tougher matchup uh, than the Chicago Bulls are yeah, I mean, they, they definitely are, but you're absolutely right. The Celtics have no fear at all of playing the Nets. They, they for a while now, basically, anytime they've been asked about seeding, have said, look, we're worried about ourselves. We're going to play this out. We're going to do the best. We want to be as healthy as we can be and playing the best basketball we can. So that they have no fear of going up against anybody. And I think just for the reasons you said is they believe if they play their game, they can beat anybody they're going to go up it doesn't really matter. So as far as Robert Williams is concerned, obviously his absence is a key defensively. It seems like they're cautiously optimistic. Uh, he's begun uh, ramping up uh, two-a-day workouts uh, right now. They're not ruling him out, but, quote, they don't anticipate having him. How do you read between the lines with this stuff? Yeah, it's a little – normally when you have a situation like this, a guy has a surgery, you don't hear from them until they're getting close to returning. We heard from Robert Williams the day after. Uh, the team had him do a media session, and he basically came out and said, yeah, I feel great already. I already My knee already feels better. This guy's uh, hardcore. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, we're, we're back to, you know, working already and doing those kind of things. Now, the two-a-day stuff I think is getting a little blown out because that could mean he's stretching once in the morning and doing some stretching in the afternoon. And, you know, that's where it is. So we'll see where that ultimately goes. But they are – they're being – um, very riding the line of four to six weeks, but anytime Ime Udoka or Brad Stevens talk, they do mention, but sometimes guys come back earlier. So we're all kind of wondering, like, is this going to be one of those situations where Williams returns earlier than expected? Uh, there's been talk about uh, can Jared Allen uh, be back earlier than expected as well. So how do you think this is going to play out? Everybody you know, has Brooklyn penciled in, take it on Cleveland. Um, the point spread is uh, eight, eight and a half points, eight, eight and a half currently uh, right now. How do you see the playing game uh, playing out in your opinion? 
Yeah, I think uh, the Cavs have their work cut out for them. They're, they're unfortunately, with the injuries, they, they stumbled and slipped down the standings quite a bit. And they had a really good shot to beat the Nets uh, the other day. And just even though they were up at the end of the third quarter, couldn't quite get it across the finish line. And that's going to be tough. Anytime you're going up against a Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving team in a single elimination or pseudo single elimination uh, scenario, it's going to be really hard to beat them. But I, it's, the Nets don't play any defense. So the the way they kind of are content to play these up-and-down games, the Cavs have a chance because of that. I think it's going to come down to if Cleveland can really control things inside, whether or not Jared Allen plays or not. But if they can get their work, if they can get it played a little bit more at their pace, I think they have a a good chance. But if it gets into one of these 125 to 120 games, they're not going to be Cleveland playing that way. I agree with you. I think I think they hang around. I think they can hang around in this game, but it's just ultimately it's so tough to beat Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in a one-game uh, setting like this. But it would set up the drama, right, as far as Kyrie and Boston is concerned after, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I don't know how many people – uh, are really looking forward to on any side because I think at this point uh, yeah, everybody would yeah. to be just about basketball. But you know, from a standpoint of hey, if you want the most drama possible, this is a matchup. Well, the fans games. are going to have their villain, bro, in the building. We'll tell you that much. Yeah, they absolutely will. And but it might motivate them, Keith. Sometimes it goes both ways, as you stated, man. Yeah. Like, like if you're the Celtic players, you're almost like, bro, I don't care about this. I don't want this in my life. And uh, you know, people chanting him and mocking him. He's starts going off bro i mean players some guys feed off of that yeah it does go that way sometimes now these two franchises too even beyond Kyrie irving they're linked because of that trade uh, that that they made when when the nets gave up all those picks to get kevin garnett and paul pierce at the end of their careers so there's a lot of history between these two franchises and there's a lot of people who are they're looking at last year only kind of sort of gave us the story a little bit let's see where it goes if they meet with two teams that are a lot more healthy now, I was thinking the same thing as far as players not liking something that they can't control, and that's the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, I know what Shaq says doesn't have an impact on what's going to happen on the court, but same thing. Like, if you're the Philadelphia 76ers, you know how good the Raptors are. You played them four times this year. You lost three of those times. Two at a time since you've got Harden on the team, and hell, the other night, uh, Keith, the Raptors beat them without Van Fleet and without OG uh, in the lineup, and they still uh, beat them rather convincingly the final score really wasn't you know the the game wasn't as close as the final score and then you got Shaq saying write it down Sixers are going to sweep the Raptors I don't think the Raptors would care if you or I said something about them but don't tell me they didn't see this and hear about Shaq uh, (laughs) throwing them under the bus and if I'm Doc Rivers and if I'm the Sixers I'm thinking oh man just great like the last thing we need is to motivate the Raptors even more now yeah, absolutely. Anybody who thinks Nick Nurse isn't uh, splicing together clips of people picking against Toronto to show them uh, this week leading up to that series is crazy. Of course he is. Uh, every coach does those kind of things. So, yeah, and, and that to me is going a bridge too far. Even if you think Philadelphia is going to win, I'm not even convinced of that. I'm, you know, deep in a prep on the series we know right now, and I don't, I'm not entirely sure which way I'm leaning yet, but they're not going to sweep them. Toronto's too tough. They're going to throw too many defensive looks at Philadelphia that they're not going to be ready for because, quite frankly, Toronto probably isn't even ready for them yet either. But five days from now, they will be. Nick Nurse is going to have some stuff uh, put together that the Raptors haven't 
run, so Philly's never seen it, and then they're going to throw it out there, and all of a sudden, it's like, wait, what are we doing with this? And the reality remains, not having Matisse Seibel is not – it's not a killer type thing, but it's just one more thing you have to deal with. It's going to mean another guy's going to have to play some more extra minutes, and that's big for a team that doesn't have a lot of depth. Not to mention, it's sort of been hit or miss with Harden, right? It's not easy. It's not easy to to find that chemistry midseason like this. And I thought that Embiid did a great job, you know, basically with, with a new guy just sort of coming in here. Now, listen, it was better than not having anything with Ben Simmons not playing. But to me, the jury is still out on this combo right now. No, it absolutely is, and James Harden has not played to the level that people expect him to play at, and that's going back. Maxie's been better, bro. To be honest, Maxie's yeah, been better. Yeah, yeah. Now Harden does a lot more of the playmaking burden, where Maxie is primarily yeah, yeah, yeah. a scoring guy. But, but yeah, but it, it hasn't been what what they expected, and that's that's been tough. And initially, it was you know he's still working through the hamstring. It's probably going to be till he has an off season. And then Doc Rivers came out the other day and said hamstring's not not a thing. He's ready to go. Let's go and that may just be I'm, I want to remove this as a conversation point or whatever. The reality is Joel Embiid's going to be good. We know this. He, but can Joel Embiid play 40, 45 minutes per game? Because every time he sits, it's a disaster. And the sneaky thing that goes overlooked, and you're absolutely right, Harden over the zero you're getting from Simmons is better. But they also lost Seth Curry in that deal and Andre Drummond. So they lost their best shooter and a guy who had been giving them good quality minutes behind Joel Embiid. And those are the things you're missing, and that's what's making it really hard on Philly right now. I think Nick Nurse, as you mentioned, one of the better coaches in the NBA as well. I think he's going to try to get Embiid in foul trouble. Right, as you stated, he's going to be on the court a lot to begin with. He's going to have to carry this team, and I think they're going to look to attack, attack, attack. Uh, Pascal Siakam has had an awesome second half of the season, like you know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. thirty plus. But I get it; he does have something to prove in the playoffs here, and this is big for his legacy right now. He plays well in this series. He leads the he leads the Raptors to a series victory over the Sixers. He gets a lot of that respect back that that he lost with his last playoff performance against the Celtics. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a guy who really struggled in that first playoff series where it was, all right, we kind of need you to be the guy now. And he, you know, he just wasn't able to do that then. Now he's come back a much better player this year. He's been, as you said, he's been great, great all around. And, and I will say this, a lot of people are going to, who's going to guard Embiid for Toronto? Well, the answer is going to be probably two guys on most possessions. They'll run two guys at him. They'll do all sorts of stuff. But what I counter it, counter it with is when Toronto goes small, who's Embiid going to guard? I know he's had some success against Siakam at times, but Nick Nurse is going to go to that small lineup more and more. They're going to make Embiid play outside and move his feet and do all those things. And those are generally either, as you said, he'll get him in foul trouble or you're going to wear him down. And then it's all about, is he going to have enough left to close games? And probably what's going to feature a bunch of close games in the last four or five minutes. Uh, Keith Smith was just for a couple of more moments. Uh, Keith, should be a really fun game between the Clippers and the T-Wolves in, um, in Minneapolis on Tuesday night. Uh, the T-Wolves are three-point favorites over the Clippers. What's your take on this game? Who do you like in this one? 
Yeah, this one's probably the best of the play-in bunch because these two teams are both pretty good. And, and the Clippers are it, – it gets overused, and they're the team nobody wants to see in the postseason. Uh, they, by the time we get to, to these games starting, we'll have 15 teams with that label on them. Um, but I think the Clippers might be for real with that because they're finally getting healthy. There's no signs that Kawhi Leonard's going to play in the playoffs, let alone in this playing game. But Paul George is back. Norman Powell's back. They're deep. They can play big. They can play small. They can play inside. They can play outside. So they're going to be tough. But if Carl Anthony Towns is this guy that we think he is now, of, hey, he's almost an all-NBA guy, maybe will be an all-NBA center, he has an opportunity to come out and really put his stamp on this game and put his team into the postseason. I will say one other thing, quick soapbox moment. They finished four games ahead of the Clippers, and then they're double-digit game, double games ahead of the other two teams in the play-in. The, they need to bring back the game's back qualifier because the Timberwolves should not have to be playing their way to anything. They've already done their work. They should have a playoff spot locked up. Uh, well said from Keith. Keith, we got a minute left. Uh, Hornets and Hawks. That's a fun game. Uh, this game is going to be a fun one. Uh, Atlanta Hawks are five-point favorites on Wednesday night. And Popovich and the Spurs um, crash the party, take on the Pelicans. What are your quick thoughts on, on Wednesday's games? Yeah, I think uh, Hawks-Hornets is going to be up and down. It'll probably be pretty high scoring. Either one of those teams plays very good defense. But I'm not picking against Trey Young in a, again, a single-game elimination type scenario, uh, especially when he has a home court advantage. So I'll go with the Hawks in that one. And then in the other one, I just think the Spurs did what they had to do. They kept the Lakers out. They got there. They, I think for them, this is a, all right, we did, did, did what was expected of us, or maybe even what wasn't expected, but we did our job. I think the Pelicans are really trying to use this as a launching point in the next year. So I think the Pelicans will get that win, but I don't give either one of those teams much of a chance against whoever loses out of Timberwolves Clippers in that final game for the eighth seed. I agree with you. I think both the Clippers and the T-Wolves uh, will, will end up um, end up surviving. Keith, it's always a pleasure, my man. Great insight as always. We'll catch up with you down the road. Enjoy the playoffs. Let's do this thing, man. Always a pleasure, my man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Oh, yeah. Quick and Sunday Evans at Sports Talk Radio. This is Sports Rage. All right, San Diego's still winning right now. It's 3-2 in the ninth, and uh, the fans aren't waving anymore. I like it. <laughs> Good. Good. All right, countdown is on. We're getting all fired up uh, for the NBA uh, playoffs. And, all right, we should note Shaquille O'Neal, for the record, uh, Sha- Shaq uh, caused a lot of uh, waves uh, last night by dismissing the Toronto Raptors and uh, saying the Philadelphia 76ers are going to sweep them. He has rescinded his comments. He rescinded. He rescinded, and he said, forget I said that. 
scratch it from the record. <laughs> he said forget. So I'm going to give him credit. I'm, I'm going to give him credit for, for bailing out now. And like I said, I, I think it just sort of came out. And he sort of, I don't know, and he realized after. Because Shaq... Shaq wouldn't bow down to people like ripping him and stuff. Like, I don't think Shaq cares that a bunch of Raptor fans are going after him. Right? So, I really don't think he cares about that. So, I think he just sort of, I think he just sort of threw it out there and realized after, yeah, you know what? That was kind of a dumb thing to say. So, I'll give him credit. Shout out to our boy Crash in Los Angeles. What's up, Crash? Arenado um, in Ontario. Lisa in Norman, Oklahoma. The full house uh, here tonight, King Ganja in Texas. See, uh, we've got Mike in Tampa. We've got people from all over the place uh, tuning in this evening. George Kurtz will join us from Long Island in a couple of moments. I look forward to talking some baseball with Kurtz. A lot of stuff to get to, but uh, look, we'll get into tomorrow night's games. But just as far as I want to get to the Doc Rivers stuff that he got into with the media, and and it's funny because a Philadelphia Philly player tonight said on the field, and the people read his lips saying, I effing hate this place, talking about Philadelphia as he was getting booed. And I think there's something to be said about this. And yeah, yeah, Joel Embiid this, Joel Embiid that. When the Raptors won the title a couple of years ago, one of the reasons why they won and they beat, they beat the Bucks. it was because of Ibaka and Gasol and Nick Nurse's assault on Giannis. And he's going to come up with a, a similar game plan with different pieces, but it'll work again. Bring it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.